Hello, good people, and welcome to the Amateur Hour. My name is Justin. My name's Tyler. And welcome back, you beautiful individuals. We've had such a wonderful year, uh, and thank you all for you know sticking around and listening to us it's been great i know i've been saying it recently we've just been saying it so much recently that you guys are probably just tired of always hearing us uh thanking you guys for listening but you know we love all of you and you know first things first again we'll apologize for the inconsistencies in terms of uploading towards the end of this year um we apologize but I was in college. I had a lot of stuff uh, on my plate, and I was also in, as I talked about in my little update uh, episode, um, of, you know, I just had a lot of things going on emotionally as well. And um, so we, you know, I, I always advocate for people, you know, needing that sort of space and getting themselves together uh, emotionally and just having that time because it's our podcast, right? Like, I think that, uh, you know, we have that right, you know, to, to sort of, if anyone's like in trouble. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So, you know, we deserve that, you know, it's, it's in, I'm not going to put anybody or like, I would never force like Austin or anyone to like have to, you know, do something or like if they're busy or they have family time or, you know, if they're not feeling well mentally or physically to like do an episode, you know, so, um, you know, it also extends not just for me, but for every, for the guys. Um, but we've enjoyed our time this season, right? It was a new season. We completely new hosts almost, right? <laughs> we had, you know, the lovely introduction of Austin last se- uh, season two to now he had his full first full year of a of a season and i'm gonna ask about wit how he felt about it um you know of a podcast and just sort of being able to share our thoughts with things um but also fun news as we record this i i just had uh graduated from college uh it was a lot of fun being able to finally put uh close to six or seven years of education um, and finally just be done with it and say no more homework and get into my career of choice now is the next step. Um, and it's going to be the next evolution for the podcast is like, right, figuring out now new schedules, new times. Um, and, you know, we, we got to for the new seasons, we're, we're going to start it off uh, hopefully on the right foot. We're doing the seasons differently now. Um, so as we discussed before, uh, we're, we'll discuss it now. We kind of want to start off our seasons in June. Um, well, at least recording, but this season we're going to start off in July and our season will end in December. So that way for New Year's, it's a new season. So, so actually technically our new seasons will start what, like every, that's January, right? So um, it's going to be a fun time, you know, uh, hopefully this is going to help, uh, keep us energized one, keep us from having a long distance, uh, sort of break in between the season of the podcast where you guys aren't necessarily hearing anything from us and like, Oh, like when are they coming back after like Thanksgiving and stuff like, hello. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're going to just 
do that so that way you know you guys can uh understand at least what's happening a little bit more with the season we're gonna be recording at different times we'll still be dropping uh an episode hopefully we'll go back to every weekend so you guys will have four episodes a month um but if not we'll keep it to the three for you guys uh so that's gonna be exciting stuff we're 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 ready and we're going to be energized and I'm going to have a lot more time uh, so far, you know, uh, to to be able to sink into the podcast and make sure that we're being consistent for you guys. Because, you know, those of you who are listening on YouTube, I know you guys enjoy consistency and, uh, you know, for our Spotify and other platform users, you guys are always just tuning in. Um but we still want to be even more consistent for you so you're just always being entertained or have something to listen to while you work or you know while you're at home or doing dishes laundry whatever it is that you're doing in your day we want to be able to brighten it up give our takes on things um but you know with that said we had a full year and i enjoyed it i loved it you know again i wish i could have done a little better for you guys but it was my final year of college and i really had to work hard at finishing as strongly as possible was my goal and it's needless to say I mean I graduated with all A's uh this and you know uh for this entire year uh I you know I worked really hard on that but with that said you know Austin how was it for your first year uh on the podcast like what, what were your thoughts your feelings your emotions just go right ahead and tell us um it was a lot of fun uh no, it was uh this is a whole new thing for me. I'd never done a podcast or really messed with that kind of stuff before. Um so it was it was very new. It was a lot of fun. I got to talk about stuff that I enjoy, stuff that I was I had no clue what I was talking about, so I could just ask all the questions the whole time. Um <laughs> but, I mean, it was a lot of fun and it's a learning experience and uh uh like you said unfortunately things got busy after january and uh things got a little bit more difficult but i mean overall a lot of fun i'm excited for next year mm-hmm. with all the changes we're making and things we're still talking about doing possibly and uh i'm just uh uh already ready for next year yeah that's it's good to hear you know um yeah, and uh, that is, you know, we're always actively trying to make the podcast be- better. Be it if we're looking at topics, if we are uh, looking at, obviously, upload frequency schedules, we will always look to improve the, the podcast and get to an overall goal of, uh, you know, something that we're very proud of. So know that we're working on it and know again that we're amateurs it comes with the name uh and there's a reason as to why we chose that as i've talked about multiple times um but with that said you know tyler what are your thoughts on this uh season like how would you feel uh about so far this year uh again a little bit rough more rough than i'm used to but still enjoyed every bit of it for sure it was definitely still worth doing but we're all going through changes so that's just part of the stuff that you got to deal with and make work yeah yeah you know i think uh i i add off of that i think 
know, uh, in case the people listening didn't know, we're all, you know, our 20s. So there's a lot of things going on in your 20s, a lot of things happening. If you're what, Tyler? Not made of money, have to work uh, for a living. This, this is not uh, how we make our living, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, like, Tyler bought a house. I bought a house. Justin was doing college and graduated college. Um, there's just, you know, we're in our 20s. A lot of stuff's happening during that time. Dating, fi- trying to find somebody to want to spend a lot of time with, stuff like that. So, uh, you know, it's trying to do a podcast. All some one person's going to college, the other two are full time working. One of which has like a really bu- busy season that unfortunately coincides with part of season. Means that sometimes we're gonna there might be a little rough patch here and there. But the thing is, is like the name says, and like Justin said, we're amateurs. We're trying to figure it out, and. What we've been discussing about changes for next year, if we're able to hit on them, I think that everybody who listens will be very pleased and uh, it'll be a good experience for everybody. We're still going to have fun no matter what. So uh, it's it's just just part of the game and amateurs and we'll figure it out. Yeah, it's uh, you know, to to sort of work off that too, Aussie. You know, you made a good point. We're in our twenties. <laughs> like a lot of times, this is the prime, essentially, of you know a lot of uh, people's lives. You're either going out of college or figuring out how life works because you know teenage years. You know, you you have your fun and you go through, you know, the mode of like high school and you know all the little stuff, and then. 20s it's like you know you're you're understanding life you're you're setting sails so to speak in in new waters and you know you got to figure out how you're going to navigate um and you know it everything just feels deeper you know to to an extent you know your emotions the way you want to connect with people like Austin was saying in terms of like you know dating and stuff right like that's like a whole thing you yeah at this point you're like oh man like I kind of want to spend the rest of my life with someone like especially when you start getting into your late 20s um or you figure out maybe you want to travel the rest of your life and or like you know it's just so much decisions to make and um you know we're navigating that you know and and you're an amateur of life and uh it's it's unique it's fun and you know it's kind of cool us like having this podcast and it being tech you know, life, tech, and everything geeky, right, is our sort of our slogan for the podcast. And, you know, it being that, it allows us to sort of kind of, it works as like, not necessarily a journal, but like, you know, like we're keeping a history book of like us going through our 20s. Like, I'm sure like a couple years from now, Austin's going to be like, wow, like uh, I felt that in that moment or you know or you know i i used that phone <laughs> when we talk about like tech or something like that you know there's there's a lot of sort of interest in in, in doing this now in our 20s and you know i'm happy that these listeners out there are going to go on the ride with us and be able to just experience this this wonder um and you know come along with us with with, with life um 
you know and in the tech aspect is is also very nice because we get to update you guys with new tech and talk about things that really interest us as well as like video games and there's so much out there in the in the world that you know there's left to live and discover so but without drowning on 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 that stuff too much you know we just wanted to update you guys we want to talk about the new season where we want to go how we want to improve because you know to a certain extent we like to be transparent right obviously there's certain stuff that like i would probably just keep for me and my friends or uh certain stuff like that again or just maybe want to keep to myself but we also want to be transparent in the way of like yeah letting you guys know when stuff's going to be effect affecting you or um that is you know kind of affecting us and affecting you in a way right like it's all kind of has its its circle so to speak um you know another thing that i did want to mention that i absolutely love about recording these podcasts is like before every podcast we literally have like you know it's because we're friends so we we start having like because sometimes like you know everybody's busy they got stuff going on during the week and sometimes it's the only time we could really talk and so before we even get into the podcast we have like conversations right uh of like things we're doing seeing how everybody's you know how how their life's going what's new uh one of the things we briefly discuss now uh is me possibly sending a a message to a certain someone (laughs) like you know uh in a nice way if they heard this this would be very awkward but i'm not gonna say who it is (laughs) um but like you know having those experiences is very nice too and that's one thing that i absolutely love about doing a podcast with friends that first off are knowledgeable in in a lot of ways in life and tech and are interested in the same things but also just you know willing to just you know you you vibe with right you connect with and that's the wonders of this podcast and what we're doing is that it's you know it's structured like an actual podcast but it's genuine friends and people that love to connect and joke and everything so another great thing but you know let's get into some some topics um, you know, there's one that like I we didn't have written down, guys, but I, I have to talk about it. So hopefully pretty soon I'll be venturing into owning a new phone. Right. Like we, I had I think we've had this discussion that I would be making on the podcast, at least that I would be making the shift back to iPhone. Um, but I had some recent uh, a, an epiphany on the Google Pixel because that's my current driver right now, right? I'm using Google Pixel 5 um, because, you know, I love the innovation that Google's trying to do with phones uh, in terms of, like, their charging and I love the aesthetic of their phones. I love the camera of their phones. But there's one issue that Google seems they can't stray away from and that issue is their heating issues they have really bad battery heating issues so my pixel 3 when they first developed google pixel 3 it was supposed to be like 25 minute charging right like it was supposed to be really fast charging really quick um and one of the issues with that is that uh there was a small battery that was kind of how you had the such quick charging it was only like a three milliamp battery 
nothing like at all so my battery would run super fast but it would also run super hot because the tech that they were using to help fast charging wasn't being sent through like the power brick it was being sent through the phone so you're having a lot of issues with the battery and when they dropped the pixel 5 i was like okay maybe they got rid of that issue right like it's not at least not going to be a heating issue anyway anymore with the battery but i kid you not my phone gets so mother freaking hot and it just hit me the other day i was like wait they have battery heating issues and like when i charge it or if i watch like youtube my phone is in extremely hot and when i used any other phone i never had this issue so you know for and i another thing like when i was like researching like is this an issue or whatever i noticed that the pixel 6 is kind of mimicking that a little bit um they fixed it a tiny bit but it still has kind of heating issues um but yeah like that was a new discovery and for me that was kind of ridiculous and upsetting and makes me a little more happy to uh eventually be making the switch to iphone uh it's because i do not want heating issues and i want to uh be able to just you know sit back and 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 enjoy my phone without burning my hands and uh you know i still want my fingerprints so yeah <laughs> i will say i have the pixel 6 for work now and i hate it really i hate yeah. it so the it, thing is my, my note i had the note 10 plus you could change any setting in you that you want anything in it you can make it do whatever you want it this new pixel it's like half the settings are gone and it wants to do everything automatically and i'm like google you suck at doing it automatically let me do it but i can't <laughs> oh my goodness yeah you know another thing that at least like people had an issue with the pixel 6 and hopefully right with the seven that they do better with this but um and i don't know if you noticed this tyler but they're like you know they developed the tensor chip and a lot of reviewers and you know people in and articles were saying like mkhb uh you had unbox therapy and like all these other tech reviewers were also even discussing the fact that like they're not really utilizing the limits of the tensor chip in terms of like you know how like with the M1 chip for like the Macs and stuff, how it's like they're able to sort of balance your usage and the things that are gonna like sort of drain your battery as well as like run a little bit faster, smoother. The Tensor chip does not really pick up or at least their software is not well adjusted enough to pick up and get the best amount of usage. So like, what do, did you see that issue as well? Um. It, it seems to be fast, but Google's biggest thing is the longest battery life, really good battery life. And they and it's adaptive. It learns your how you use your phone, and you're supposed to have the best battery life possible no matter what. It, I'll leave it on my table, and it'll die really fast, even though all it did is sit there all weekend. Like, my iPhone, if I let it sit there and do nothing, the battery goes for, like, days up to a week if I'm, like, minimal usage on my phone. 
this Google, it's like, it didn't do anything, but receives notifications like emails and shit, and then it would die. So, I don't quite get the battery life. I can't get through a full day of work. I have to keep it plugged into the charger in the van. Um, so, and there's not very much in battery settings like there was in my Note 10. So, I don't like that. And it's just, I've had so much of a better Android experience on other Android devices. This is Google. Google made Android. I should have the number one best Android experience in this Google phone because no one else should be out doing it. And that's definitely not the case. So, yeah, I've been having those issues as well. Like, and the other issue, Tyler, that I've been having with this battery is like, and I'm I'm happy you're noticing it because, like I said, I thought I was going crazy. I'm like, maybe Justin, you like watch it, too much. Issues that just don't even make sense. Yeah, like, like go ahead. It, it's it's Android. Android's not new, but I've never had issues like this with an Android phone. Now, take it, I haven't used many. But how can Google release their own phone running on their own operating system? Not even you. It's it's like the iPhone now. They built the entire thing, operating system, hardware, and all. How does it suck? Yeah, <laughs> you know another another thing is like I thought I was crazy, right, Taylor? I was like, all right, we have, uh, you know, there's what's it called? I was like, you know, I watch a lot of YouTube, like, and I'm normally on it like for long periods of time. Simply because, you know, I'll be watching streamers and your phone should be, I personally believe your phone should be able to handle that. Like the only issues that I ever had with like heating was like maybe like the Galaxy S8, but there was a huge problem with their lithium batteries and stuff, right? So, uh, but watching YouTube on my Galaxy S10, it was like super fantastic, never would get super hot. Uh, I could watch for hours on end, no, no issues. So, But I thought it was like, you know, maybe it's just I'm watching too much YouTube. But you would think that they would have an adaptive enough software where it would be... I can watch YouTube all day long on my iPhone and have no problems. I'm jealous. Whole, whole, last <laughs> whole fucking day. I'm so jealous. Like, But <laughs> I can apparently. So then I thought it was just that. So maybe I'm on Instagram. Uh, I'm texting. I mean, yeah, YouTube, I'm... your browser, whatever you might do in there, iMessage, email, all my work stuff. You know, my phone gets a hundred percent usage. All GPS, GPS is a huge battery drainer. Yeah. I can last all day long on my iPhone. My Pixel doesn't stand a chance. Oh my goodness! And does it like ever heat up like your phone? It, it'll get warm to the touch, like right on the back side of the processor. It'll get warm. But it's never like making my hand all hot and sweaty and uncomfortable. Yeah, I should have you hold my Pixel after a couple of minutes, and it gets, like, hot. And I know, see, because yeah, heat I, is I don't what... know if my Pixel gets hot because it's the work phone. Yeah. I, I don't anything on it but work stuff so it's like emails and programming data and stuff like that yeah but i'm i'm sure because of how fast that battery drains i'm willing to put money on it as soon as i turn on a youtube video or play a game it'll probably turn into a furnace 
yeah from, it's, from how it acts. it's so horrible uh, you know it, that's one thing that i just can't say if i'm texting if i'm on instagram if i'm on facebook if i'm you know uh just and i'm using like their messaging app or something it just gets hot or sometimes if you charge it and uh it'll just randomly just start heating up the phone as opposed to like just actually charging and that's another annoyance that i have an issue with it's like oh, dude i'm plugging it directly in your port i'm not wirelessly charging it i'm d directly charging it shouldn't have issues at this day and age with you know the phone getting hot because i plugged it in and it's not an issue of like okay is there enough power or is it inconsistency with you know the areas of which i'm plugging it into for in the wall and no it's not so that's another irritating factor so in short my biggest and worst experience with the pixels has just been its battery i think it's you know kind of the worst in the game uh at this point i am very excited to be transferring uh over to you know uh iPhone. I'm 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 excited to get back into it. The connectivity with everybody who has iPhone, the ecosystem, being able to transfer files very easily from my phone to my laptop, my laptop to my phone without having sort of like gig limits or anything in that regard. Um it's just going to be an overall just better experience and you know, I can't wait to sort of take that step. Uh, in terms of that but I thought it would be nice since I was always like an advocate for the Google Pixel to sort of you know it kind of sucks too because yeah. the biggest thing I was looking forward to is like finally legit competition between Android and iOS you know like very true it's always been Android phones will have something over iOS because people put ridiculous hardware in them super overpowered phones and now i'm sitting here google the maker of android they made their hardware now it's like i'm thinking like this is the max we're ever going to get out of a um you know google or an android experience because google is now 100 percent in control of it it just wasn't the case it, it was just it was a complete letdown in my opinion yeah, it, it's it's unfortunate, right? I the one Android phone that I will forever advocate for and still genuinely gets great reviews is the Galaxy, Samsung's Galaxy. Samsung is definitely a phone brand that they they know what they're doing and uh I I applaud them and I hope they continue getting better. But for now, I'm going over to iPhone and hopefully someday in the future you know, I will be back to to Android and see how that life life goes. You know? Doubt it. But Doubt it. with that said, I think it's gonna be quick break time. But we got some uh more subjects for you guys, and then we're gonna even talk about you know what what our summer is gonna look like and and sort of dive back into the life aspect of this podcast. But again, it's wonderful to have you guys back. But enjoy a quick word from our lovely, lovely sponsors, of which we love, and also thank them for uh, being a part of the podcast and, and wanting to, uh, or and even allowing us to to develop our own commercials for them. And uh, it, it's it's always a nice uh, to, to have that creative 
freedom with your sponsorships. But with that said, enjoy a word from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Enjoy High Octane Gaming with the Grim Reaper live on Twitch. Watch the Reaper as he plays through a plethora of game titles such as Call of Duty Warzone, Call of Duty Zombies, Valorant, Minecraft, and more. Join him as he competes against high competition in COD Warzone tournaments for large cash prizes. You can catch the Grim Reaper streaming Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, 6 to 11 p.m. CDT. Just search twitch.tv forward slash the Grim Reaper. Link in the bio. Looking for a fun new way to eat popcorn? Then I have the place for you. Kelly's Kernels has 68 flavors to choose from. Try out their delicious birthday cake flavor or their cheesy cheddar flavor. If you want to go classic, the Chicago style flavor is for you. Either way, you have a wide variety of flavors to choose from. But that's not all. They offer other treats such as shaved ice, cotton candy, and mini melts. Be sure to enjoy the dine-in experience and bring the whole family. So come on down to Kelly's Kernels, where it's always poppin'. Located at 13226 Lincoln Plaza Way, Cedar Lake, Indiana. Link in the bio. And we're back from that word from our sponsors. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, every bit of it. It's gonna—it's the last time you're gonna hear it for this season. And uh, you know, send them some love. Check out Kelly's Kernels. Absolutely fantastic popcorn and other tasty treats. And as for Grim Reaper, go check him out. He's got some wonderful Twitch streaming uh, VODs and, and other things of that nature as well. And he streams also a couple days a week, which you already heard. So let's continue with the topics at hand. So we were kind of... Uh... It actually, the conversation started after the last podcast. We are kind of talking about how, you know, there's like tons of games in all these different genres. You have like role-playing games, you have shooters, you have uh, board games, like uh, digital board games. You have like, there's just tons of different genres. And, but then you'll have like, for example, Pokemon is considered an RPG. Then in a whole different frame you have like the final fantasy games that are also an rpg you have like skyrim which is like an rpg but then you have like games like runescape which are an mmo rpg so it's like there's so many different categories that games can fall into and yet they're like so completely different it's until so like we're, what we were talking about is like what truly makes a game like fit a certain genre like who decides hey pokemon is an rpg but Virtual war is a shooter even though it has a storyline to it which you look up rpg that's kind of what it's thought I, it's just confusing to me what do you guys think yeah no like uh it's like music right at a certain point when does like uh a pop slash like rock artists like what do they become right like because you can't just say hey i'm what genre are you oh i'm pop slash rock slash you know slash 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 everything you're talking about and i think the same kind of goes for video games it's like sometimes these genres bleed into each other and it's kind of hard to sort of 
you know, I guess define that sometimes. Um, like with, with RPGs or uh, action shooters and, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I can agree. Um, I don't know, man. It's 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 a tough one. Like, the best analogy I can give is like the the music in terms of like uh, it, it's so similar or does so many things like does it really classify as an RPG or does it classify as just like an action an action game or so to speak mm-hmm. what about you Tyler? it's like I, I was gonna say uh and then i'll let tyler go it's kind of like like the big one for me is like pokemon is an rpg but then you have like games that are like fire emblem which are tactical rpg to me i feel like you have to be pretty tactical when you're playing pokemon you can't just kind of do whatever you want because I mean, you can for a little bit, but then there's a certain point where it's like you have to like you have to think. Okay, what's the typing? Certain skills, and you have to do things a certain way if you want to play the game like correct or efficiently. So why isn't it considered tactical? It's like there's also like tactical. I think I'm pretty sure, or I'm just completely making this up. Like a tactical (laughs) shooter. Uh, I like what just what makes tactical shooter like call of duty a tactical shooter i think it's just a shooter but and you're kind of tactical it's i don't know what do you what uh let's let tyler give his opinion well i you have to think about the skill level for each game like when you're talking about call of duty as a tactical shooter if you come back to like how it used to be when you're on split screen there's so many different things that you would do to try to get a little bit better than the opponent you're playing. And now when you watch someone playing like Call of Duty Warzone, we'll put uh, my cousin in there for reference. He will, I, he moves so fast and he's pressing all the different buttons and it's like, you're definitely being tactical in a way because there's so much different interaction you're doing. There's so many different skills that you're using per game so but then there's other where they call them rpgs where it's like am i just exploring doing quests and and you wouldn't really be tactical in something like that yeah yeah that makes sense well it's also like uh like uh after we had that talk the last podcast i uh went on youtube and i was like looking at videos and stuff and this guy made a video i wish i remembered who it was but he was basically talking about how every video game is an rpg and it completely blew my mind because basically the basis of rpg is exactly what it says is a role-playing game every single game you play playing some type of role like call of duty playing a role uh pokemon role playing um war role-playing like every game is a role-playing game so it's like why don't all of those games also have like subcategory of rpg when like it's because it's like skyrim is an rpg but call of duty doesn't also consider themselves an rpg it's just like kind of confusing i i would love to like figure out who is the is it like the studio that decides what the category of the game is or is this like some hierarchy video game word that like looks at the game is like oh gee sure 
a fantasy RPG. Like, just kind of curious about it. It's kind of interesting to me how that gets decided. I think that's more about the um, the only thing that's predetermined is uh, rating. You know, a like E for everyone, T for teen, M for mature, blah blah blah. That's the only thing that's like actually regulated. As far as what you think the category goes into, I'm pretty sure it's mostly determined by the studio producing the game and what they because they can say, well, it's RPG because we had this feature in the game and it could be one little thing that happens in an RPG game that doesn't happen and then nothing else about the game is RPG but they'll still mm. consider it an RPG because of that yeah okay uh, another one that's kind of wild in my eyes is like the fantasy game genre like that would blows my mind just as bad as RPG because then it's like well, every game is a fantasy don't think any of us are actually in the middle of London on a map called Piccadilly on in a 6v6 battle to see who can get the most EDM uh, kills. Well, I, I think fantasy is more based on, you know, is there a mythical creature or yeah. is there, you know, you know, kind of stuff like that where obviously you, if you want to think about it that way, technically... You know, I'm playing Minecraft. It you can call it fantasy because there's zombies and all these other places, but then you can call it realistic because it kind of looks like you're on Earth and you're farming and you're doing other stuff while you're playing. So, but some people say, "Oh, it's a open world exploration game." Other people say, "Oh, it's a complete fantasy game," and then other people are going to say, "Well, it's a sandbox game." I and get then, could. Can it be considered an MMORPG? Like, you could play multiplayer. There, yes, there is, and there is a lot of mods. You know, Minecraft is open source, open community, so there's a lot of mods and a lot of stuff that you can do to alter the game to make it more towards it. Like, I'm playing with the game with a mod called Create, and there's real working machines, real physics, and everything that you have to deal with to make everything and that could uh that probably doesn't really fall under rpg it would be probably more realistic more realistic more sandbox but we obviously mm -hmm. we play in survival so not really so much sandbox but you could still argue that it's sandbox in a way because minecraft is one of the only games out there, of course, other than people that have copied Minecraft and made their own spin-off. But you can destroy every block in the world, and you can replace every block in the world. Mm. So you can you can one hundred percent change the world, yeah. which not be a sandbox element to do that. Yeah. Uh, hey, so you said it's you have real physics. So like, if you dig a tunnel, like, will it collapse? Uh, you can. Bro, There's that's sick. For it. And that's actually, sick. if you want to play a kind of a cool physics game, um, Medieval Engineers. Huh? You can build a bunch of contraptions. You can, and there's actually physics in your buildings and everything. And people, they'll build like catapults and stuff. And you can throw, a, you know, a boulder at the wall of a castle and it'll actually start collapsing. So. 
that's sick. Pretty cool games like that too. It's pretty cool. It's mm. another sandbox type game. It's basically the realistic version of Minecraft. Minecraft is blocks, and Medieval Engineers is, you know, it's more real looking graphics, I guess. Gotcha. That's interesting. So I guess, I mean, I guess, honor wise, I guess they just, I guess they just wing it. No, like it, I, it, I feel like the genres fit. The game is perceived, you know. If if it's, I don't want it to be an MMO, but I want you to be able to do this in the game, and you can do that in MMO games. So now they'll consider it an MMO, but it's not what it's focused on. Yeah. You know, it's it's just a, all about how the developer wants to portray it. Really, yeah. I feel like maybe when video games first uh, started coming out. I feel like maybe the genres made bigger difference than they do now i feel like they probably stuck more to it than they do nowadays you know like a lot of the games back then were like the original final fantasy games were like an rpg like that was all it was you know now it's got like uh i guess the new one i have never really played them but like got fighting fighter aspects to them you got some button mashing stuff like that uh, I, I, I mean, I guess maybe, maybe the whole genre like situation was like set up, help them like in the beginning, and now it's just kind of like a outdated system that we really don't need. We just kind of use because we've been using it. No, uh, I just, I just kind of think that there, are so many games fitting into so many different genres, it's almost pointless to have the genres at this point. Yeah, I mean, I think that it still kind of helps, right? Like, so you can at least briefly, you know, uh, get into it and be like, okay, well, maybe, you know, okay, it, they're stating it's an RPG. Like, you're at least in the mindset of, okay, well, I at least kind of know what I'm getting into, you know? So I, I, I wouldn't say to get rid of it entirely, but, you know, it helps. Right, it helps, it, but it definitely is. I agree in terms of. You like, definitely want to keep it because if you're scrolling through, say, Steam or whatever, you just said, you know what, I want to play a different game. I want to buy a new game. You still have to have the genres and all that to kind of help you decide, you know, because if you hate a certain gameplay or you really like a certain game style, you got to have something to sort of find new stuff. But that's the catch twenty two in it is that games aren't accurately well trade in with their genre you you got to read into the descriptions you got to pay a lot of attention to how it's rated and you know what category it's in because when you read the description is really is when you really get into it because you might see oh it's labeled as rpg but then the description says this this and this and you might think it's you know more of just a first person shooter but there's a little bit of story so you know that's so, that's kind of my reasoning behind like we even really need it is because like if you're gonna have to read like you know pokemon you know you have final fantasy and they're both rpgs completely different gameplays like, you're gonna have to read the descriptions and also look at like the screenshots you know that they normally do on like steam and their platforms like that point is there necessarily a reason to even have the genres at that point i mean i could understand if you if they like broke it down into like you have a sh your shooter games 
you have your story-based games like making a few but there's just so many genres out there that every game could fit into like i feel like it just needs to be they're updated you need to update it or get rid of it and just this is call of duty this is pokemon this is uh, transformers 27 the game um i don't know it's just yeah, kind of my I... opinion but uh when i pick a game i'm i'll read the description quick and then i'll watch like a couple different trailers maybe a gameplay i try to stay away from gameplay videos because it kind of ruins the game for me <laughs> but it's more than just saying oh it's this type of game and then you download it and you're like this isn't this type of game yeah <laughs> i this type of game <laughs> i tend to watch like the trailers even those a lot of times can be misleading uh but i usually like to watch the trailer and then maybe watch like a lot of times they do like the little sneak peek the first see into the gameplay and I'll, i might watch those and then see okay this is what it looks like uh and then base my decision off of that rarely do i ever look at like uh look at like the genre and be like ooh, i it's a it's a first person shooter buying it um you have to do your research at this point for sure yeah yeah so, and and you know there's 25 more developers now there's way more studios there's it's not back when you're playing atari <laughs> there's yeah a million different decisions now games are way bigger more oh, content yeah. So, you know, with, with gaming sort of comes the uh, level of uh, burnout, right? Like, you get kind of tired of certain games. Like, I, I you know, we're talking about, you know, genres and, and all the different types. And, you know, essentially, like, how do you essentially define a game under one particular genre? Um, but... You know, in these genres, I mean, we have like games, for example, like Call of Duty. You know, that's one thing that I personally, I, I get burnt out of it. I'm, I'm really burnt out. Like, I got burnt out of Call of Duty uh, around Black Ops 2. Everyone loved Black Ops 2. They played it. They, you know, it, it is a decent game. But when whenever... the online gaming came out is when I got burnt out. Because let me tell you, it was one of the funnest things ever on split screen gaming but online gaming came out and it was just like let's all get sweaty it, it wasn't enjoying the game anymore yeah i mean i think now it's it's even sweatier now like back then it was so easy oh, more now yeah so like you have like now like kindergartners like just being extremely good at the game but like in in terms of like burning out like i'm just get like getting burnt out of franchises I mean, you have Call of Duty, and, and, and that's the most predominant one. And as, I, as I was saying before, like around Black Ops 2, I got like just so burnt out of Call of Duty. I'm like, it's it's getting ridiculous, right? Like it's a, a multiplayer shooter, and it, I, I'm a big fan of like the storyline for games. And even Call of Duty, I like the storylines of those games until like later. They started kind of just not caring about them. Well, it has a lot to do with the release frequency, too. 
Like yeah. GTA, I'm burnt out on GTA. Oh my gosh! But like, who even has been out GTA? for how many years and has how many updates? Like you can still get on GTA and feel like you're playing something new, but to an extent, yeah. they release a new one. It's gonna be just as popular for probably just as many years because it's not released all the time. Whereas Call of Duty, oh, a new map, another gun. Well, let me just shoot you in the face with it. Oh, game complete. Yeah, I even feel that way with like Halo. Like I'm, I'm, and it's one of my favorite game franchises of all time. But I'm currently like I'm getting burnt out. Like there's too many of the storyline. Like it's just. It's continuing. It's like never ending. And trust me, I love Master Chief, but I think that to a certain to a certain extent, I think that all like characters that are very predominant, they need they need like their perspective end. Like I can understand like Mario and like Nintendo games, like they leave it very open. They're party games and stuff, but like something like Halo, I think there needs to be, as I like to say, a bookend. Uh, where people kind of like understand that it's the end of the story and like pass on the mantle, uh, the mantle, sorry, to something just like more, more interesting and, and explore a new side of that IP you created. Um, it's unfortunate, but like, yeah, I, I get heavy burnout. Is there any particular games that uh, you, Austin, like sort of get burnt out of? Um, I I think that any game you can burn out on any game. I think that for like you you brought up Call of Duty. I think the the reason that Call of Duty and just in general first person shooters you can get burnt out on quickly is because there's so many of them and there's not much you can do to change one from the next. Like Call of Duty's the there's not there's just not much you can do. Like they put in the jump pack pack stuff you're still shooting people in the game uh they put in like power-ups or mechanics of the game don't change i think that the there are certain genres that are just it's going to happen more frequently frequently with then you have other games like skyrim for example you can go and you can play hours and hours because you can do so many different things because it's more open world based and if you're uh, wanting to pull some uh, monsters in the game. You can do that. If you're wanting to do more uh, side quest stuff where you're like running errands or whatever, you can do that. Um, I think for me, one of the games that I am a little bit burnt out on is not a game, but just in general is first person shooters. Um, I think that I don't think Call of Duty People have said the newest Call of Duty is bad, and while it's not my cup of tea, I don't necessarily know if it's actually bad. I just think that just the flood. If you remember in the early two, 2010s, first-person shooters were the thing. Like Call of Duty was dominating everything, even the late thousands. Like first-person shooters were the game owner to make because they were so popular. Well, now there's just so many of them. And it's been around for so long and it's kind of lost its luster. So, like, that's why we're losing it. It but... used to be, like, I remember PS2, SOCOM, maybe it was 3, I don't know. It's one of the SOCOM games. It's a first-person shooter. You actually had a headset 
and you would like speak commands to like control your little squad that you're running around with. And back then it was like this game has this such a different feel because you're talking, you're wearing a headset, you're interacting. It it really made a first person shooter like more than a first person shooter. Where now it's like, oh, it's another first person shooter. I walk around a map, I shoot you in the face. It's you know, there there's so much out there that there's nothing to make this one different from this one anymore. That that's what the problem is anymore. Yeah. It's like it's all and there's just there's just not that much that can be done. Like so calm you said like that be able to translate to like say multiplayer and that's another thing you talk about multiplayer most of these games are built based off of the online multiplayer aspect of it mm-hmm. if you were like uh like if it was like one-on-one for example like socom that kind of would work but you can't go into a lobby of six people and play like that it'd be very difficult especially you'd have to figure out the mic situation but the gist of it is is that there's just not much that you can do with a first-person shooter to set it far enough apart. Even I would even throw in just shooters in general because, like third-person shooters, for example, there's not too much more you can do. It's just a. It's all. All they're doing is just changing camera angle. That's it. The rest of the gameplay is the exact same. Oh so, yeah, like, and then the shooting first-person shooter like Call of Duty, um, you can either do your squads you could do battle royale you could do a co-op game mission or mm. there's first person shooter like um let's say far cry where it's all co-op and you're actually following a story or in oh. minecraft i can pick up my bow and i shot first person <laughs> the so only variety. and then but all but at the end when you're doing multiplayer it's like yeah, I'm on a different map, I'm on a different game, I'm on a different thing using a different gun, but I'm doing the exact same thing. The same yeah. game mechanic, the same everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's also um, like the only thing that they can really change in a sense is like maps, but the core mechanics are still the same and the game modes. Game modes, like, you know, Battle Royale, when Battle Royale came out, that was huge. Mm-hmm. they can put out new game modes but at some at some point like oh like i i know off the top of my head i can't think of another game mode you can do battle royale was like everybody you know the concept of like putting a hundred people or 200 people or however many they want to put into just one lobby it's been around for a while they just didn't have the systems that could, could deal with that Right. Uh, and now that now they do and you know it was a big thing for a bit but now it's you know it's kind of gotten stale but yeah i mean all duty definitely has uh i've got felt a little burnout i've gotten a little bit more into it recently after stepping away for a bit but still a little burnt out another game that a lot of people talk about burnout for is pokemon and that one that's one where again Sure, it is an RPG, but they've really pigeonholed themselves into what they can do and what makes an, a Pokemon game. Now, they like they put out that new one where it has more open world aspects, but the main gist of the game is still the same. You catch Pokemon and have them duke it out to the death, in a sense. So, I I think, you know, the reason video game burnout is really a thing right now is a lot of people is because of 
we just came out of a pandemic where people couldn't leave their homes and so we played way more video games than probably they should have been oh yeah for and sure. oh it you know it does cause some burnout but i also think i don't think that it's on the studios to i think it's more on the personality you know like correct you said earlier, we didn't have the infrastructure we didn't have the computer hardware to to run a hundred people in a game before so mm. you used to have tournaments all the time ea sports has been around for a long time but um it's now you can fit a hundred people in now you can have a hundred people at that skill level and you just don't if you were part of esports back then it was like what is that and now everyone's trying to be part of esports and they're trying to like stream and trying to do all that because now you you can get on a server with a hundred people and oh this server's full well there's a hundred more that can all hold a hundred people it truly is it truly i truly believe that the whole burnout problem and just a lot of problems in general for video games is not on the publishers the developers it is solely on the player base because mm-hmm. you look at a game like fall guys a party game people took that game and tried to turn it into an esport like the, the the people who are playing games right now the only thing they think about and a lot of it has to do with like esports becoming big and also like streaming and stuff like everybody's just so focused on the only thing that they want to do is just get so good at the game that they're the best instead of like just sitting there and actually enjoying the game. Um, and so I think that that causes a lot of burnout and it causes those people that are just trying to have fun and just goof around to also get burnt out. Like uh, I remember playing Black Ops 2 and uh, we would be fun me and my friends we would put on riot shields on our back and have knives as our primary and we would uh we would sit there and we would crawl and see if we could crawl across the entire map in a search and destroy it's like turtles and we would just be in a line just having fun trying to run across watching people run by us and just giggling about how close they were to killing us or being like uh michael myers and having somebody hunting everybody else trying to get them uh, people don't. People are so focused on being the best that they're not like just having fun. Just that's reminding me back of the Call of Duty days. Um, I, me and Justin mostly did split screen, but every once in a while we would do like an online thing and play with other people. And there might be four or five other people. I would. I I was never good at first-person shooter, so I would get in the truck and do laps around the map as fast as I could. And every time I seen a person, I'd swerve and run them over. People would get so pissed off, and me and Justin, you know, you know Justin's laugh. Imagine that just. Oh laughing. yeah. <laughs> I, me and uh, our friend Colin, we used to do something similar on uh, Battlefield Hardline. Mm-hmm. had vehicles and there was like there was one map it was like kind of like a swamp there was like a road all the way around the outside and so i would just get in the car and i would just go and people would just try to kill me and stuff and i just freaking run them over with the car and it was so much fun but that stuff isn't uh not really a thing anymore i mean you can still find it here and there but 
not really nowhere near like what you used to so mad over it now like you see it in warzone where they have the uh there's there's the TikTok of the old lady that's driving the uh, four wheeler up and down the stairs in the buildings. Yes, people are getting so mad at her. Like she is it's just so cool. funny. I don't know how to have fun anymore. That's the uh, problem with video games is not knowing how to have fun anymore. And so yeah, and I, so I think that like oh you know, in past uh, podcast episodes we've really harped on some games about like things they need to improve on but like really at the end of the day if you you boil down to it most of the problem like if there's a glitch that's on the people there's something that's just game breaking that makes it to where nothing else is usable in the game it's on them in terms of how the game is played and stuff even even to an extent somebody they build a map and we just use it a different way than they thought we would use it like Tira, is that kind of on them? Yes, but it's also kind of on us because we're not using it the way that they intended us to. So it's like a lot of a lot of the problems really at the end of the day, we talked a lot about all of these publishers needing to step up their game, but really at the end of the day, I think most of the fault is on the people playing the games themselves and um you know, being you know, too serious about it and also not sitting there and actually enjoying the game that's why i like publishers like you know the people who made minecraft they openly made the game where you're allowed to modify it you're allowed Mm -hmm. to you know change anything you want gta you can make like custom tracks custom events uh, I believe you could do it in Far Cry as well, where you can make custom mini games and everything. It's publishers like that where it lets the game really thrive because you basically built a platform that here's the game, here's a complete game that you can play, but oh, now you're bored, but you spent 60 bucks on this. You really spent 60 bucks on a piece of software that allows you to pretty much create your own thing. Oh. If you have or, the knowledge, you can do whatever you want with it. Right, and then there's games like Call of Duty where you buy Call of Duty, Call of Duty is what you get. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. sure people still make custom maps and stuff every once in a while, but it's just not as open to it. Yeah, yeah. I've seen I've seen like on Steam and stuff, and I, I've seen like Vanoss Gaming and KYR Speedy. They used to, there's like custom zombies maps, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think that uh, if, if, say wanted to uh if call of duty wanted to put into the core game like console all of it like a uh map creation mode or something i think that would maybe be pretty cool and i think would get a lot of people's attention especially if you took some of those set uh user created maps and like put them into the actual rotation if they're good um would be kind of cool but other than that it's just there's just n- just certain genres that it's just so tough there's not much that you can do extra like minecraft there's just tons of stuff you can do with um uh seen you know people will hack like pokemon and do some cool stuff make new pokemon but it's not there's even still there's not a crazy amount of things that you can do to it and still be a pokemon game you can take any game you you have and locally you know, change the game files and make that game run differently. But there's always active patching to make it stop. 
especially online multiplayer games, there's always active patching, which, you know, to avoid cheaters, which you, that's definitely, you've got to do that. But, you know, a lot of the games, it's like you have such a simple game, people want to make it better, why not let them? That's, that's why Minecraft is probably one of my favorite games because I can literally go to Curse Forge and there is pages and pages and pages of mods. I can do whatever the hell I want in this game. Doesn't matter. There's no limitation. Yeah, and I think uh, I think that's something. I think that's something that maybe people crave more than publishers have given. Um, but I also I think that it's a lot to ask for a publisher to view a game and just give you full free reign of it too. Uh, Minecraft, I mean, the main gist of the game was built by like what, like a group of like 10 people or something less, like not very many people. I think one guy did most of the work and then, mm -hmm. uh, had some friends and other people kind of, uh, smooth out the rough edges of it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say that every game needs to be a hundred percent audible. But like you were saying earlier, like on console, if there was a way to make a custom map or a custom mini event, you know, something like that within the game, I mm -hmm. I would be totally open to most, if not all games, having something similar to that. I, I think that would be... I think for Call of Duty, that would be something that they could consider. Now, I don't know how big of a increase to the size of the game would be now that that's part where it's like okay i don't know that so i don't even know if it's like theoretically possible or if it's like a good route to go on because if it's like gonna say make the game 100 gigabytes bigger it's already a big game like that's a lot ask of somebody to i don't to think view. it would make the game much bigger but where it would depend on how much bigger the game's going to get is how creative you're gonna get like the Minecraft world, you know, when you first load it, it's, what, a few megabytes? Mm. But when I put a million things into it and I have all this crap running at the same time, you can fill 20 gigs of RAM with the world. And mm. the world file can be, you know, however many gigs at that point. Mm. So it can get a lot bigger, but the tools to build it, they're already built into the game, you know, like the rendering engine, all the items. Those are already built into the game. You're not adding more. You're just allowing people to change it. Yeah, well, and, and really, the game can't get too, like, I'm sure there's a cap for Minecraft as to how big the game can get in, like a survival, for example, because there's really only so many blocks you can have. They, you well, can grow trees and stuff, but... Like it's your... world generation, but it's chunk loading, so your world can technically be an infinite size, mm. but when your player's running around, there's only, like, I believe mine is 12 chunks in each direction, so once I've walked 24 chunks, the ch the 12 chunks that I've left despawn, so they're there, but they're not active until you go back to them. Exactly, so it's like, even things like that, they can can do things to help themselves um, right I, I mean if yeah but back to like the call of duty things are like that call of duty like if you 
ever paid attention, when you're running across the map, you look really far, it's kind of blurry. Mm-hmm. And basically, like, minimizing what the computer has to load, except what's around your character. And then you run up to it, and you see, like, a lag spike or something like that, and all of a sudden, everything's super clear, or something starts moving, a character pops up. That's all basically not like map chunk loading but you're loading you know entities or anything within a certain radius of your character so all games do it to keep their performance up because if you had the whole map loaded all at one time it would be unplayable yeah so um yeah i think in terms of burnout it uh happens and ultimately i think uh austin your your point in terms of the community kind of being the reason as to why people get burnt out so quickly with video games you know to that extent and when i sort of think of it from that angle i mean i agree right like it's you know either people are taking the game too competitively or sometimes uh too much hype is bad i think for a game right like because you overhype it they're probably going to get tons of sales and everything and then it's oh, yeah. dead Fallout after like a week, you know. Um, Fallout seventy-seven or seventy-six, but yeah, 76, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like you know, so there's that too that that could happen essentially. Um, but with that said, I did want to sort of move the conversation along, and uh, before we go, because we are we're a little over time. Um, so in terms of your guys this summer like i, I want to know like what what do you guys have planned i think uh first i'll kind of like offer up uh what what i'm going to be doing this summer uh looking for a job <laughs> uh mm-hmm. so i you know being a graduate and now stepping into the world of my profession uh which is uh, the profession I'll be pursuing is voice acting and voiceover. So it's going to be a lot of fun getting into that. So looking for talented representation uh, so that way I can do wonderful projects that people will be able to be exposed to. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm also developing a short film, a 2D animated short film. Um, I'm going to be building a team this summer and hopefully working on it this summer. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I'll keep the viewers or listeners, I mean, uh, you know, I'll, I'll keep you guys informed of how that's going. One day there'll be viewers. Um, and <laughs> in terms of, I'm also part of a video game. I'm going to be doing some voice acting for it. Uh, I actually have to finish up some scripts that I had gotten in. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a fun summer. Uh, in regards to that, but what about uh, what about you, Osti? Um, well, in a, you know, about a month, I've got uh, one of my really good friends is getting married, so I'll be heading up kind of your direction for that. Um, besides that, I've got a lot. I'm going to. I've got a NASCAR race the first week of June. Uh. My sister graciously allowed me or bought for me uh, for an early piece of my birthday. Um, and then uh, 
it's got a i've just got a lot of things here and there planned uh stuff i want to do around the house um i'll just kind of enjoy it this is this will be my first full summer in my house so uh hopefully not kill my wallet with how much my ac uh is running but uh <laughs> i've got i mean i've got a few things planned nothing too crazy um i really want to go to the lake summer i didn't go last year i regret it i want to go to the lake it's so much fun to go to the lake Exciting. Um, yeah that's uh i mean that's pretty much it on my end uh what about you tyler um well my summer is my wallet's gonna be slightly killed by my ac too because it it my furnace which is also the air handler isn't big enough for the house oh, so, so it's and sometimes it feels like it's going to fail which isn't really a big deal because i have insurance on it mm. but um so I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to that but i also don't want to deal with it so i'm not looking forward to it <laughs> so you have like a dual unit you have a furnace ac yeah i got a compressor outside but then there's like an a coil and furnace inside it inside all with like the air handler that's that's um, what mine is also yeah and it it's it's from the 90s mm. And sometimes it works that all the time I get a message on my phone from the uh, thermostat failed to start. Oh, okay. You go down there and you fuck with the switch or you clean something or it's eventually just going to go. <laughs> but so that's could possibly turn into one of my things I got to deal with. But the big thing is fixing the foundation walls. Mm, yeah. that, that, that's my big thing. And that's hopefully not going to kill my wallet but i feel like it's going to kill my wallet a little bit <laughs> the the word foundation immediately makes my wallet scream so oh yeah especially Luck. considering i have a full basement it's not just you know a footing you dig it up and you replace the footing it's it's the whole entire eight foot tall wall yeah that sounds <laughs> like <of> uh <laughs> Um, but other than that, I, I mean, I really don't have any plans, but if you're struggling with the uh, AC and everything in your house and, and efficiency, and as far as that goes, that's actually one of the things I specialize in with work is home automation and making things more efficient. And there's a lot of different things you can do to make stuff like that better for you. But the biggest thing, the most important thing is making sure your unit is the right size for your house. If it's too big, it'll work really fast, it'll cool down the house really fast, and it could be un uncomfortable. And if it's undersized, it'll overwork it, and then you're going to pay about... You, even if you're a little bit undersized, you'll pay way more money to run it because you're... You know, even if you buy a 95 efficient whatever, it won't run at that because you'll be overworking it. Hmm. Yeah, I'm fingers crossed. Last, you know, the last couple months of summer last year, my bill wasn't too crazy. It's especially nice because I have a gas uh, furnace and uh, stove. So usually during the summer, last summer, I actually ended up getting a refund from my gas company because uh, 
I I guess I didn't cook any food on my stove or enough, and they had accidentally overcharged me, so I didn't have to pay my gas bill for like two months straight because they uh, overcharged me. So that part is nice, you know. I have a higher gas bill during colder months, but then in the summer uh, that drops and the electric goes up a little bit, but nothing too nothing too crazy, nothing over two hundred. Thank God. When there's a meter outside, I. Oh, you know what? You're asking really smart questions, and that's just too much. It's too much. Too much. Like, like there's there's a meter outside, and it counts how much gas goes through it. Oh, I just I don't understand how the company could charge you too much. Oh. Shouldn't they be using the meter? <laughs> you would think, but uh, apparently they somebody got their twos and their fives mixed up or something, and. Uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, so got two free months of gas. <laughs> it, it was it's wild. I'm I'm actually thinking about doing a couple of heat pump systems in my house. They're supposed to be super efficient, but they're also a little bit expensive. So my insurance company they will actually issue me a credit. So I have like a, I have a five hundred dollar deductible if a machine or anything fails. So. For five hundred dollars, they'll come replace it outright. Mm. You know, um, but if I want to upgrade it, they will give me a two thousand dollar credit, or up to a two thousand dollar credit, and then so they'll I'll pay the five hundred five hundred dollar deductible, and then I'll say, okay, well, here's what I want to upgrade to because if it's more efficient or whatever, and then they'll say, okay, well, we can grant you this much to do that. So I'm thinking I want to do something like that. But the problem is I can't just say, oh, I want to upgrade it because it's more efficient because then they'll call it um, maintenance and they don't cover maintenance because it's an insurance company. So it has to yeah. fail first. Well, there you have it. A lot of <laughs> AC talk. And, uh, I mean, but hey, that's that's a part of, you know, what we're what we're about and sort of what it, we discuss right it's like what i was saying at the beginning of the podcast we're in our 20s we're experiencing a lot of things we're because learning. of that we're learning about ac units and how to be efficient yeah you're welcome you know and youtube viewers at home i'm sure not all of you are in the uh 50s range so you don't know <laughs> um you all are thank you <laughs> yes thank you for listening but you know it's been an absolutely fantastic uh time i i enjoyed every minute of it um and i'm happy to be doing this podcast with such wonderful hosts and friends um and i can't wait to see where we're gonna go we're always looking to just be better and deliver a good experience as always um but yeah i mean it's it's been an enjoyable time i can't wait to see everyone next season uh, again, that's going to be on July 1st. Get ready. It's going to be a new episode. It's going to drop for you guys. Hopefully new animatics uh, and you know there's just the wonders of new topics. And, and we'll see what happens and what new stories we have for you guys. But with that said, as always, we love you. Bye.